Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. In the studio tonight, it's... Bigless Mountaineer. And Richie Rich. And I am your host, the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass. Sidebar. Uh, mm, what, I'll, d- I'll have a Jameson Neat make it double. What color are the eggs in green, or what color is the ham in green eggs and ham? Green. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. It happens to be in a uh, an illustrated book. Okay. And in the illustration in that book, the yolk, but not the white, of the eggs is green. Okay. Which I have no idea how to do that. And that's how you're making your determination? And the ham is also green. Therefore, I thought I thought the yolk was yellow, the eggs are green, and the ham was, well, like pinkish. No. No. You're having a Bernstein Bears moment. I mean, I've had several of them. You mean Bernstein Bears? Uh, you mean... Bernstein. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the name for that? The uh, uh, Mandela. The Mandela yeah, effect, yes. Yeah. Yes, the Mandela effect. Okay, so, so, how would so you I've ser- had a false Mandela effect. <gasps> Uh, about no. the uh, the sweepstakes, you mean real life? Oh. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. No, I am completely right about the sweepstakes. Wait, yeah, wait. I'm, I'm confused on what a false Mandela is. So is the, it like a real and actual thing? So the the Mandela effect is when a whole lot of people believe a thing believe was done and a remember way. a particular thing that is false. Well, that is apparently false. Well, so that's kind of the problem probably with false. the word that, the world that we're in is the I'll go with powers that shouldn't false. be sure. are currently I say that controlling because, the narrative. I say that because I have a theory on the Mandela effect, and this is multiverse theory, right? Okay. That that you as a human being don't necessarily exist in the same universe for the entire duration of your life. So your perspective hopped from universe A to universe B. When you went from Bernstein Bears to Berenstein Bears? Yes. Like, like your your memory isn't necessarily incorrect. It's just that the universe and you live in has changed. Stranger things have happened. Right. And, and it's because you've migrated from, you know, your whatever the previous universe was, where it was indeed spelled Bernstein, Berenstein, Barnstein, whatever the, mm. <clears throat> the heck it was. Close one. <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> whatever the heck it was. Um, like, Whatever the beard it was. Yeah, like, oh, that's nice. I got to start <laughs> right. using beard for a cuss word. Yeah, you get the beard out of here, right? Write the beard now, you mother bearder. Right. Yeah. All right, anyway. God beard it. It's just a, it's just a, a theory that I have. I have no evidence to prove any of this. But well, nobody has evidence to prove the multiverse theory. It's well, then why isn't theory. he on the show? Oh, 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 oh. okay. Yeah. But I'm... Uh, the answer is too much beard. Uh. Yeah. Is uh, that a thing? I mean, okay. no. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> it's not. It's, so when you it's have totally too false. much beard, it's a Mandela when you effect. get mistaken for the flying spaghetti monster, because your beard is all that they can see of you, uh, is these giant noodly appendages. <laughs> we have really taken this on a tangent. <laughs> so what was your false Mandela effect? Let's oh, get back uh, to that. Yes, yeah, it was the, uh, the, uh, uh, the um, uh, when they would show up with the checks... Ed McMahon absolutely showed up with giant <laughs> checks. Okay. 100%. Okay. Now, the Publishers that, Clearinghouse. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Ed McMahon worked for Publish, Publishers Clearinghouse. Okay. And showed up at doorsteps with giant checks. Okay. That is not officially what happened anymore. No, and in fact, it's provably false that he never showed up with any checks at anyone's doorstep. But it is no wow. longer officially true that that's what happened. That is officially one of the Mandela effects. Right. I don't think that's a false Mandela effect. That's absolutely a Mandela effect. No, it's a false Mandela effect. How is it a false Mandela because effect? Because that actually happened. So you're you're claiming that... But you can't prove it. Yeah. I ha- I can, actually. There is vo- video footage from uh, from the, the oh. television broadcast okay. Okay. of him doing that P- for Publishers Clearinghouse. Hold on, then. Hold on. That's not a Mandela effect. That's gaslighting. Okay. That's like textbook gaslighting. Okay. You, we know the truth, right? <laughs> we know he brought the big checks. Uh-huh. We have documentation. We have f- physical evidence that he brought the big checks. And then the government or whomever goes like, no, I didn't. Well, I mean, as we've covered on this show, and you are keen to remind me, the Central Intelligence Agency does run Wikipedia. 
So there's that. I only remind you because you used it against me once and then have subsequently <laughs> used Wikipedia as like your source of choice. Yeah, hey, thereafter. read a website. Hey, yeah. All I can prove by going to Wikipedia is that that is not the official truth. Okay. Might be the actual truth, like in the case of Ed McMahon no. and uh, <laughs> yeah. Publishers Clearinghouse. So, sorry, that's my best Ed McMahon laugh impersonation. That's why I keep doing it. <laughs> Here's Johnny. <laughs> would you would you accept a truth that the checks that he brought were novelty checks, uncashable at the bank? Giant cardboard novelty checks. Right. Yes. I, I would okay. concede yes. that that is probable. This may, in fact, be a portmanteau. Okay. It's a sesquipedalian. Okay. It is not. Sesquipedalian. Well, I say it might you know be what it because, means? Yeah. Oh, because okay. like, it's, it's two, there's two parts, the sesqua and, it, and the pedalian. Uh, sesqua as a prefix has a certain meaning. Pedalia as a suffix has a certain meaning. Mm-hmm. All it means but is- But there's no such thing as a sesqua and there's no such thing as a pedalian. Well, right, but that's like saying like so can't there's no such thing as a gy, and there's no such thing as enormous, but yet ginormous is a portmanteau. Right, because gigantic is a word, and that's the whole word that you've truncated well, with the gy. Okay, hugantic. It's truncated right? a portmanteau? No. Right? No. This is this is how you make portmanteaus. You have to truncate both words in order to make them sing. No. Make one new word. No, you, can, you, could, you could. You could, but generally speaking, you don't. Mm. Right? So anyway, sesquipedalian. Guess what that means? Well, he already knows. It's true. What, what do you know? I already am. Oh. I am highly sesquipedalian. Y- y- yes. I'm going to move away words. just in case it's contagious. Yes. Yeah. It's, it is. Oh. It is. If you hang out with me long enough, you too will love long words. Uh, oh. the, the first uh, longest word in English language that I learned about, or at least in Webster's Dictionary, was in... Oh man, sixth Ooh, grade. was it anti-disestablishmentarianism? No, longer than that. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Because those medical ones like, get ridiculous. Like by at least double. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Uh it's pneumonal ultramicroscopic silica volcano coniosis. The yeah. shortened version of that is coniosis. Because mm. not everybody can no one say, wants to say that. Because they're not sesquipedalian enough. Right, exactly. And so all it is is uh I think I'm safe. It's it's black lung. Right, that's all it is. It's a disease <laughs> of inhaling quartz dust. Right, mm. miners would get this from you know working in the coal mine. Right, you know they would inhale so much of this crap that they would get this lung disease, uh, known as black lung. That's the street term for it. The shortened medical term is coniosis. The of course medical term is pneumonal ultramicroscopic silico volcano coniosis. And if you just break it down, they're easy enough. Where it's pneumono. Okay, got that. Like pneumonia, but pneumono, ultra. Yeah, okay, everybody's got ultra. Microscopic, yep, that's a common word. Pneumono, ultra microscopic, silica, yep, okay, we know what silica is. Uh, volcano, yep, everybody knows what a volcano is. And then coniosis, nobody knows what coniosis is, but you know, whatever, it's fine. It's the end of the word. It's a well, your cones are not what they should be. Yeah, they're coniosis. I prefer the new speak versions. It's good and double plus good and plus good. No other words are needed. As sesquipedalian as I am, I do like simple words. Like black lung, right, right to the right to the heart of it. Straight, like, yeah, straight to the point. Like yep. shell shock, like not post traumatic stress, stress disorder. disorder. Right, yeah, it's shell shock. Shell shock. Yeah, like it's to the point. It's actual like human concepts. Yeah, and it completely explains what it is. You are experiencing a disassociation with reality or time or both as a result of you being involved in wartime activity like being shelled by bombs. What about the people who claim to have PTSD but have not been shelled by bombs? Like disgruntled high school seniors. I mean... It doesn't have to be from shelling in order to be like the thing that you get from shelling. As a a survivor of... We might abandon that kind of military technology altogether and we will still have shell shock. As a survivor of childhood abuse, I do uh, have bouts of... What I would call PTSD, but is it shell shock? Right, I don't know. Mm. It's it's certainly uh, uh, something that I will never get rid of. Okay, and so it shares common traits, right, with shell shock. But I was never actually in, we'll call it a war. Right, right? there weren't well, armies, there weren't people in uniforms bombing and shooting and all that stuff. But 
but like I suffered physical abuse in the same right. way a captured enemy might suffer physical abuse in time of war. Yeah. Right. So physical, mental, sexual, you, you I name guess it. I might be suggesting the necessity for both terms. So I have a problem with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Go ahead. It implies the idea that there is one way to get a disorder from after trauma. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. Trauma can cause a myriad of disorders oh, uh, nice. that manifest in uh, a, a, an equal. Sure. No, uh, he just used a myriad yeah. correctly okay. instead of myriad. Yeah. Oh. Like some people use it, and I say it's incorrect. English claims that saying uh, he experienced myriad symptoms. They okay. claim that that's correct. Like in, I just don't hear it. Like when I can't say, "Oh yeah, I have a I have myriad choices to choose from." Let's go to this guy calling from somewhere. You're on Free Talk Live. I'm this guy calling from somewhere? You are. I'm Rick Ridley in New Hampshire. You better be. Oh, it's it's Dave Ridley in New Hampshire. Sorry, yeah. You screened this call and everything. I totally did. I was just being vague. Oh. We wanted to hear you introduce yourself. You remember that incident in 2018 when Keene State College kicked me out of a public government meeting? Vaguely, I, they wouldn't. They wouldn't okay. let me in in the first. They wouldn't let me in in the first place, right? They called the cops on me for being there asking questions. Basically. I was watching a lot more really reports on YouTube at that time, so I probably seen it. I was going to say no called, when you said 2018, but go ahead. I, I don't remember any city, incidents in 2018. Well, let him talk, man. Jesus, I think it was called the City College Committee or the College City Committee, something like that. So the it was the liaison. Oh, oh they're totally different committee. Different committee. Sorry, my bad. It was a it was a liaison between the city of Keene and the uh, the, the college that, that happens sometimes on college campus. So uh, anyway, so that was bad, and since then I've kind of been uh, on their case. And the one thing I've been following up on over the last couple of years is their the, the other censorship that they're doing. So the other thing that they do is they ban students from uh, filming their own disciplinary hearings. Okay. Wait, does that mean a student can film a fellow student's disciplinary hearing? I don't think anyone's allowed in there, basically, except uh, for like it's, it's it's very restricted as to who's allowed in. It's not it's not nobody. Well, I, like I believe a, we a, know a, that a, the best justice happens in the dark. You know, star chambers of unaccountability is how you get you know the right thing. Just to... show up in your Steve Irwin costume and call it a kangaroo court. <laughs> I think that my understanding is that reporters are banned from these hearings, um, and. So, um, so don't tempt him. I've, he will get a kangaroo costume. I've questioned, I've questioned the college president about this on the radio, and then I went to try to find her while I was out and about earlier this month. Uh, I just went to her office to see if I could ask her about it, um, but she was gone, and there was no one in there. Um, and then uh, I found out that they're gonna they were gonna have a speech that was gonna be given. It's called, the speech is called, quote, unquote, uh, Jews in a non-Jewish world by some lady I've never heard of. Um, Probably Jewish. And uh, so... What makes you think that? Because they're the only ones allowed to talk about Jews in a non-Jewish world? And I was reprimanded a couple of weeks ago for calling them Jews. People said they don't call themselves that, and clearly they do. They're called Jewish people now. She just said Jews in a non-Jewish world. It's like you you can't call them colored people anymore either. Jews aren't colored. They're different people. (laughs) Or are they? Uh, Sephardic ones actually are. Sephardic? Yeah. That has the word fart in it. (laughs) Thank you for picking out the pertinent detail. Sorry, Dave. (laughs) Go ahead, Ridley. I went to the college college bureaucracy, which was was, uh, putting on this, this speech. And I, I just walked in on a, a, you know, weeks before the speech, I just walked in there. And they were actually really nice. The uh, I just walked in the first office I saw and said, hey, what's this with you guys sponsoring a speech uh, where you're going to ban, you're going to ban cameras? And not only that, look here, hmm, it says you're going to ban coats too. What's going on? <laughs> oh, you've called in about this before. Yeah. So yeah. That's, and this, so, uh, Happening the in the fall question, where people might be wearing coats because it gets chilly. The question that Ian had was, "Well, are you going to go to the are you going to go to the speech?" And I I didn't know. Well, I went I went to the speech, um, and um, the it wasn't this wasn't necessarily I didn't go inside. Uh, but what I did was I just I just went to the initially I went to the periphery, 
And there were two police officers, I think probably 45 minutes before the speech was even supposed to start. And again, this is not, this is not a person anyone's really ever heard of, you know, with very rare exceptions. No one's ever heard of this guy, this, this, this lady. Um, and uh, so there were already police and uh, they had a sign up that said no videography. However, no one lost their minds when I went and videotaped all around the periphery and I asked questions of, you know, anyone I could get in front of the anyone I had in front of the camera, I was asking them, So why are you banning videography in the in there? Why are you banning coats in there? And and um Good question. strangely enough, everyone was really nice and answered my questions. Do you do you feel an obligation to follow the rules when you go do this activism? Uh, no, but I tend to be a peripherist, right? Like I'm, I'm not the guy that charges the machine gun nest. I'm the engineer who's working behind the lines trying to repair the tank. Understood. Or I'm but scouting, I, or I'm, you know, yeah. I also, I think I, I want to assume that the security at Keene State College is much less aggressive than the security at like the federal courthouse, right? And if you had a, a pen cam surreptitiously placed in your lapel. Right or you know those new Ray Ban glasses with the camera in it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That no one's really going to stop you. Um, and then you you could record, could post. You know that who knows who it is, especially if you do it as a group and everyone's got shots from multiple angles. Well, it couldn't have been just me because mm. clearly this is a different shot than the one you're accusing me of, and it would circumvent the entire rule structure if you don't believe in following rules that is one way to get around this kind of censorship but what did they say was their reason for it well uh safety uh, one one lady i can't remember she was she may not have been speaking for the university this may have been just a lady who was going to watch the speech she was said well you know basically she was saying we have to protect her because people don't like jewish people here's the thing about freedom of speech uh let everybody say and publish whatever the heck they want and let everybody make up their own minds yeah Right? It is the only I have solution. I have this unique ability to read and comprehend, which most people do. The problem is it's unique. Well, the general public does not share that. Well, only because it's been bred out of them, and by understood. bred I mean brainwashed. Yeah. Well, they would rather you be predictable than they know what's really going on. Yeah. And that's the damnable truth of it. And that is a scientific fact. Well, science is settled. Never. <laughs> if it were Never. science, it wouldn't be settled. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Until we go the speed of light and I get to throw a baseball, science is not settled. I don't, I don't. The whole point of science was not trusting experts. Okay, look, call me weird if you want, but I don't. Weird. Okay, thanks. Okay. I don't want to be in a space truck going the speed of light and throw a baseball. Mm. What I want to do is I want to be in a space truck going the speed of light and then activate my lightsaber mm. because it's got the word light in it. If it goes backwards, it's going to like burn your arm off. Well, hopefully you've you know adjusted for this particular outcome, and you're not holding it in such a way that it's going to you know saber you in half or not something. Not if it's the first time and you're conducting an experiment. So what I thought was weird is that if you you know calibrated with uh, air resistance and all of that to throw your your fastball at exactly sixty miles an hour in the opposite direction of the truck, you could get the ball to stand still. They did that on MythBusters. And did they do it, or did they bust a myth? No, they well they they confirmed that the ball will in fact stand still. Really? Like yeah. they had they had like you know the pitching machine yeah. bolted to the back of back a Tacoma. Nice. And they drove 60 miles an hour, they calibrated so it goes 60 and they got the frame on the side and they go poof and the ball just stops right there and, falls. and the truck drives away and the ball and falls. And the ball just Yeah. Nothing happens. Yep. Wow. I mean the ball falls. Right. Well, right, yeah. but the ball doesn't travel at all. Right. No. It just because it's the the two opposing um what's the word I'm looking for? Forces. Forces, the the forces of travel. Yeah. are preventing it from going anywhere because you're doing opposite things at the same time. Yep. Right. Now, it might be like an inch off here or there because yeah, the it, wind resistance sure. or whatever, yeah. but it proves the concept right. without putting that whole setup in a vacuum. You mentioned uh, Toyota Tacoma. I just have a thing for tacos. No, me too. Right. Um, they are one of the best vehicles ever made. <sighs> I, re- I, I really want like a 2014. Ooh. Because that's the last year they had just the single cab. Yeah. And I don't need any of this Ford truck, 
four door nonsense right. yeah. with I a like, three and a half foot bed. I like the ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. It could be my preference would be I'd like to find one rust free with under you know, I don't know, three hundred thousand miles on it. Yeah. You know. Uh uh of ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight variety. Uh I will take either a Tacoma or a Forerunner. Okay. Because they're the exact same truck. It seems like the mainstream media has completely ignored this. And uh, there are some, we'll call them freedom-oriented people, some voluntarists, some uh, anarchist types, some libertarian types that live uh, or have, you know, friends in the Acapulco, Mexico area. Uh, those of you who don't know, on October the 25th. Acapulco area? Yes. Okay. On October 25th at 1 a.m., Acapulco was hit by a massive hurricane that erupted from a mere tropical storm to a Cat 5 hurricane in hours. And then it hit Acapulco with a population of nearly 1 million people in the middle of the night with no warnings from the media. Uh, I only found out about this because uh, I'm I'm on... Like those state emergency broadcasts now, don't you? Yeah, exactly. I'm on some social media where some, you know, Acapulco, Mexico people are on my social media, you know, uh, and... They're all like, if you're in Acapulco, get out now, evacuate it. Like they were saying, individual accounts on social media were like, get out, Cat 5, on your way, save yourself, right? Uh, this is coming from people who probably had property in Acapulco but weren't there at the time and were like, oh, my God, this is happening, and no one's saying anything about it. So uh, a bunch of voluntarist-type people have, of course, as they do in the absence of government, People figure out ways to help each other. They've put together a website called HurricaneOtisRecovery.com. They are actively taking uh, contributions in almost any currency, including crypto. Uh, and they have teams of people now that are going around uh, getting water and food and medicine and blankets and things like that to people who need them. Uh, there was very little. There's some very odd things about this hurricane. Uh, the number one thing is, according to reports, very little rain, if any. Like, it was all wind uh, and, and turbulence uh, okay. that was doing all the destruction. Uh, they have a bunch of photos and videos up at HurricaneOtisRecovery.com. That would be interesting to see on, like, the you know, like the satellite images. Yeah. Because usually with the hurricane, you see the clouds. Right. Or the rain. Right. How do, how do you, is it, it almost I, seems more like a tornado-ish where you can't really see it until it's a big giant tornado, right? Well, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying if no rain and it's just swirling winds up there, how do you even how do you even identify that? So, uh those of you familiar with Jeff Berwick of uh uh the Dollar Vigilante, uh this is him and his team who've put this together uh and they're working on getting aid out to people who well, they actually need it. They've been going to a nearby town uh collecting you know, water and food and that kind of stuff. They've been driving around finding people who are in need and, you know, giving out the aid firsthand uh, at no charge to these people. If you wish to donate, you can do so at their website. Do you trust Berwick? I, um, as an individual? Well, if he's putting together donations and a rescue effort. In this particular right. effort, yes, he, I do. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, you know, I would have some reservations about doing business with him person to person. He's got some reputational issues, and if he's collecting all the money, he does. Okay. Uh, however, comma, he also lives here, and I get it. and knows what the state response is going to be, which is well, nothing. I get it, right? Mm. And so here's an attempt by, and you know, he's pimping it, but it's not necessarily his. Okay. Uh, he's not running the organization. He just put it together. He had the resources to do it, so he did. Unscrupulous polit uh, profiteers are going to profiteer when the situation arises. Mm. Right, but if I that's, don't know him personally, but if that's but the I case, he's going to go around and be like, "Oh, can I buy your, dis you know, your distressed property from you?" That kind of a thing. And who knows if that would happen later after he collects all this money. I'm not accusing him. I'm yeah. just saying he's got some reputation issues if you're going to be donating to a charity run by Berwick. And what I'm saying is that uh, I see no other uh, way for folks to contribute at this point. Okay. There's not a state-sponsored venue for right. this. And, in fact, most of the media has just been silent about Hurricane Otis completely. Otis. So you do the math on that one. Uh, whereas here are you know some people with some meat in the game in okay. Acapulco uh, who have been affected, who know their neighbors and friends and family. Uh, they've put something together. 
Uh, it's near as I can tell. You know, trust me if you want or don't. It's fine. Make up your own decision by going to hurricaneotisrecovery.com. Value is subjective. And I'm trying to make the jump between your subjective value manifesting into an objective reality. Well, because of action. It's human okay. action that uh, makes uh, the objective part of value. Okay. So it is generated subjectively, but it manifests objectively. Okay. So how do I, how can I objectively tell what you value or how much you value it without a transaction? Oh, you can't. Current. Okay. Like if you, if you can't observe any of my actions, then you cannot determine what the values are. Are we? So it's, it's sort of like, uh, uh, if I look outside, I can't see the air, but if I see a leaf move, I can deduce the current of air. That okay. is moving the leaf. Okay. Even though I can't observe directly the air, so it is with value. With it being generated subjectively, you can't directly see my value, but you okay. can figure out what that value is by the movements of me. Okay. I are, are is there a are we separating terms as far as like value and motivation? Like I you 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 take an action. I don't know what the motive is behind the action, nor do I know what you value based on that action. Well, like, oh, you, Lee went to the grocery store today. I well, have no idea why. If you, I mean, you can look outside. You can see a leaf move. Right. Now, you might not get the, you might not figure out that the air current is thus and so. Or you might figure out that the air current was thus and so. Okay. In the same way, you can look at my actions, and you might figure out what my values are. Right. And you might not figure out what my values are. Okay. But regardless of my ability to figure it out, they exist in reality. Right. All right. All right. Let's let's look I at... Mean, this, the strange thing is, it is literally our creative potential. Because it is the one thing that human beings literally create. Like, we figuratively create, but when we say we create a thing, we're not literally creating. We're taking elements that do exist combining them in a novel way but we don't literally create what wasn't there out of nothing else well whereas value we literally create out of nothing sort of okay let's, sort of let's dumb it down for well me and okay. like some listeners we all have uh some sort of a drinking receptacle in front of us right uh yours peakless is uh uh it, they all look thermal in some way yours has a uh, sort of a sliding top so when you slide it away, it opens up a, an opening for you to you know pour a beverage into your face. Mine has a flip top, so it actually flips up and it locks down into place so that when I you know tip it over, inevitably it doesn't spill everywhere. You should get an extension for that thing that looks like a middle finger. And Richie Rich has one that has the protrusion coming out of it, sort of the, the male thing, if you will, the male end, so that when he tips his bottle towards his face, uh, it pours right down his gullet. Now... Mine has a straw. I actually have to suck on this because I also sometimes feel limp-wristed. Okay. <laughs> now that that's out in the open, <laughs> officially, <laughs> we let's just pretend that each of us uh, chose our certain top for our beverage receptacles because we value them differently. Okay. Yes. Right. You valued your style more than his style, more than my style. I value my style more than his style, more than your style. He values his style more than my style and your style. Right? Maybe. Well, is by that, virtue so like, of my choice, if you, is if that you know, not subjective? Well, if you know for sure that we had that I had the option <laughs> to choose your style for yes. mine, then yeah, I've demonstrated my preference. Okay. So I think ba- the way we were having the discussion as relates to your example. Right, we each value it differently. That's the subjective valuation. Right, mm-hmm. but we can observe objectively that we've made some choice based on our subjective valuation. Right. Okay. Can you arbitrarily, or at least for the sake of example, put dollar figures on these values? I I paid. Assuming we had mm. choice, right? So you went to the store to pick out your cup. You went to the same store to pick up yours. I went to the same store to pick up mine. They had all three models available. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a way of of measuring the value itself. So if I like this top, and we'll, okay, we've decided, we've figured out, I like this top better. Mm-hmm. Now, if I could have gotten your top, but this top was $1 more, and I was willing to pay it, then we have an objective uh, scale of at least $1 is how much I prefer this top. Okay. 
Now, if it's a dollar fifty and I'm not willing to pay that, then my value can be measured at somewhere between a dollar and a dollar fifty for whatever that's worth at that moment. Sure. So if my style of beverage container topper was five bucks more than than both y'all's, uh, but I chose it anyway, then you have at least that much value of that. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin... Visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Many artists have done backmasking, which is where they record something backwards and then play it on a record, and the only way for you to decipher it is to take and play it backwards. Um, or Beastie Sticks. Boys with the 808 drum machine. Right, yeah. Slayer did it. Black Sabbath did it. Queen did it. Sticks did it. I know the Sticks one because I used to own the album, Mr. Roboto, and I played it backwards to find out, well, what the heck does this say? And it is, uh, if you look at it, do you have a dollar bill on you? Maybe. Do you have a dollar bill on you? Always. Uh, uh, can you bust one out? And okay. around the ring of the uh, the pyramid with the eye, there's some Latin, and and that's what it says. It's like annunit queptus novus ordosiclorum or something mm-hmm. like that. And so that's what they recorded. Yeah, annuit. Annuit Coptis uh, Novus Ordo Seclorum. Uh, yeah, so they recorded that backwards and then played oh. it on their album. So it sounded like... But if you played it backwards, it says Annuit Coptis Novus Ordo Seclorum, right? And I don't know what that means. Uh, so Novus Ordo Seclorum is uh, a new order of the ages. We're just uh, passing dollars around here, Richie. It's like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that in in bars as a bar trick. People would be doing like bar tricks for money or whatever, and I'd be like, "Okay, okay, you got a you got a five dollar bill on you. I got a great trick to show you." And and you're like, "Okay, here." And you hand me a five dollar bill, and then I fold it up all really neat into like you know a little tiny triangle or a rectangle or something, and then I hold it up in front of you, and I go, "Okay, now watch this." And then I unfold it, right? And I hold it up in front of you, and I go, "Is this the same five dollar bill you just gave me?" And you go, yeah, it is. I'm like, thanks. And I put it in my pocket. Nice. <laughs> Gave you. Gave you is yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. key word there. Yeah. You I'm, also have to be like able to defend yourself to pull that one off. Because you might get punched. You might. In elementary school. And you school. might deserve it. In elementary school, I snatched a dollar out of a kid's wallet when he opened up his wallet to like make sure he had lunch money. And then I made sure to like stand behind him in the lunch line. So when he went to go pay for it, he opened up his wallet again. The money wasn't there. <laughs> i'm like oh here dude you can have a dollar or whatever you know however much lunch costs he's like ah, i don't know what happened it was just there and then after he paid for his lunch i told him that i i snatched it and gave it back nice but he didn't see me snatch Is it that it was nice the most impressive part was like how quick i wasn't even like you know oh. trying to hide it he just opened up his wallet peeked in there oh. and i just snatched it uh i want to give a shout out to joa of breaking the flaw uh he's a uh he's a youtuber he goes okay. around and does, uh, what do you call it, uh, auditing? First, First Amendment, Amendment auditing. Yep. Uh, he just sent me a photo of some unknown person uh, using the Captain Kickass rolling papers. Nice. So, yeah, nice. that's pretty sweet. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Oh, and Enuit uh, Coptis is uh, He Blesses Our Endeavors. What's the rest of it? Oh, the other one is uh, Novus Ordosiclorum is New Order of the Ages. Hmm, interesting. The concept of that particular record, and it was a concept album, was uh, one of um, where sort of robots had replaced, you know, most of the mm, menial jobs, right? Uh, janitorial stuff, right? Uh, sidewalk sweeping, street sweeping, cleaning toilets, right? All that kind of a stuff. But like uh, uh, the world had sort of turned into this. Uh, mm, post-apocalypse sort of, uh, you know, authoritarian, you know, run thing. And there was this guy named Kilroy, and he was like the rebel. Mm -hmm. And, like, you knew that he was the rebel by he left a sign that said Kilroy was here, right, and a little face that he drew or whatever. And so they incorporated that into this album 
the album from front to back, it's, I mean, it sounds like it's from the mid eighties. So like before warrant, cause it's got those tones and, you know, a lot of keyboards and all that kind of stuff. But the concept of the album in and of itself, the fact that it is a concept album from like 1985 or something is just in and of itself spectacular. Uh, and then they incorporate sort of these Orwellian concepts into the album as well, which I find to be pretty great. Um, Kilroy Was Here is the name of the album, of course. Uh, and it's kind of about, in some ways, it's about this guy who, like, you know, is helping people to sort of escape the Matrix, okay. if you will, before the Matrix was even, you know, a, a movie. So before that term was common. Uh, but he ended up like hiding himself inside of one of these robots and pretending he was a robot to like get by and get around and, you know, help people out of their situations and that kind of thing. Can relate. I don't know why at some point I fell off the reading of the LouRockwell.com bandwagon. Oh, yeah, because they turn into like Trumpers and very right wing and very closed borders and very... that sounds like a, a reasonable uh, yeah. assumption as to why I might have fallen off of that yeah. bandwagon. For a long time, I read a bunch of Lou Rockwell. I'd listened yeah. to his podcasts. They were much more thing. libertarian. Far more. Four, four or five years ago. Uh, ten years ago, even, right? This the, is guaranteed how long ten years ago. They, yeah. they, they've been around. But this actually comes from LouRockwell.com, and I was surprised to see it in show prep for that reason. Uh, the title of this is, There is no legitimate role for any government or rule. Now, hard stop, period. Uh, like, I didn't even need to read an article, right? Yeah. I'm like, that really sums it up pretty nicely. I agree. I agree with this statement. There is no legitimate role for any government or rule by Gary D. Barnett, written October 28th, 2023. And so I was like, oh, I can stop there. But I was like, wait, no, this is show prep. So I should probably at least gander at the content. I started reading through this thing, and like I could immediately imagine me reading it on the radio, and like not only reading it, but going, yes, these are all of the things I have been saying, I would like to say, I would say again, if I could put them all down onto a, a short article that was easily digestible for people to read and hear and listen to and see or whatever, I would do that, and so I think it deserves some time here tonight. Uh, the article starts, recently I wrote about a world gone mad, and now I understand that my title was a gross misunderstanding, or a gross understatement. Madness indicates psychotic behavior, but what's going on today, while most assuredly psychotic, is also intentional, completely planned, and being implemented with full consciousness by evil forces. To make matters worse, the pathetic masses are taking sides, fomenting hate, supporting their chosen masters, and tearing apart all that is right, thus allowing this insane tyranny and carnage to continue unabated. If one was to step aside and take stock of this insanity, he would at once be faced with the reality of the heinous agendas being pursued, but few are willing to take that step. Most all continue to look toward the complicit and abhorrent state to save them from the premeditated and monstrous policies being pursued by all governments at the behest of their controlling overlords. Religion has always been a control mechanism used to subdue the crowd, so it is no surprise that the worship of the state by its subjects is reverent in nature. The state and the church throughout time have acted as one, both seeking compliant and devoted followers. This is why I'm pessimistic of getting of the necessity of getting the vast majority of people on board with freedom and liberty. Yeah. Like, in order for us to be free, we must get everyone else their freedom as well. And I'm, no, you know, if I'm the runaway slave, right, on the plantation, and I'm, like, hitting that underground railroad, and somebody's like, well, it's too scary for me, I don't want to go, mm-hmm. right, I don't want to drag him with me. Right. Nor do I want, nor am I going to stick around, uh, you know, because he's not on board with freedom yet. Well, the fact of the matter is that he is likely to drag you back. Yes, you're correct. So I, but th- that doesn't make him my friend. Right. That also makes him my well, enemy. So, well, so th- there is there is a truth to the idea that until everyone is free, none of us will be completely free. I, there is a truth to that, but it's not a practical kind of truth. Like, uh, there's this. Um... <sighs> I, this unattainable goal of like absolute freedom. Yes. Right. 
nobody can really quite define that. But what I say all the time, and it has some nuance to it, is that I want to be as free as I possibly can. And in order for me to be as free as I possibly can, I need everybody else to also be as free as they possibly can. That doesn't necessarily mean everybody has to have absolutely freedom. They just need to be as free as they possibly can. But the guy on the plantation doesn't want that freedom. Uh, if he could I'd be freer if he came with me. He's a house slave. He doesn't want it. Right? And, yeah. you know? and I'd say that while you're right, there's like an inverse uh, distance rule, right? So the people who are closest to you, and I don't mean necessarily physically, but frequently physically, like the people who are in your direct community, mm-hmm. if they are as free as they can possibly be, yeah. even though the people who are not in your direct community are not as free as they could be, that will have the greatest effect on your freedom. Yes. Government controls the executive, the Congress, the courts, including what is referred to as the Supreme Court. It controls the police, the military, and all aspects of total regulation of people and commerce. Those involved in this fraud will rarely, if ever, be investigated or held to account for criminal activity because they own and control all of the judicial systems. Asking for the state to police itself is ludicrous beyond sanity. One cannot be charged for investigating or prosecuting himself, so the oligarchs are safe in their separation from the common man. Yeah, the cops with their uh, internal affairs division. And what's the uh, uh, qualified immunity? Oh, yeah. Right, that's the big the big nomenclature. The, uh, what was the word? I'm allowed the, to do the it. Words? The long words? The sesquipedalian Ses- words. The sesquipedalian. Nine. Yes, yes. Those who scream for the government to investigate or police itself, to set up commissions to find truth, to limit its power voluntarily, to prosecute and punish its members for crimes, or to abide by some ridiculous constitution that they alone drafted, are utter fools who have not the ability to think clearly or apply any logic, reason, or honesty concerning these matters. They should be ignored, laughed at, and abandoned by any thinking individual. They should be, but they outnumber us, and they vote. What this boils down to concerning the state is this. Most everything is a lie. Most everything is propaganda. Most everything detrimental is planned in advance and intentionally executed. Many, if not most, evil acts are false flags. Most everything government does is criminal. Most every action and adverse event is purposefully staged and a scam. You're the conspiracy theorist, generally peak list. Uh, Excuse me. Okay. Conspiracy realist. Okay. The, 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 uh, the main shooter. The main shooter? Conspiracy, false flag. M-A-I-N-E, not M-A-I. Oh, the main shooter. Oh, I, I haven't looked into it yet. Okay. I, I scarcely know that there was a shooter in Maine, and like the news has just been like, main shooter, main shooter, main shooter, main shooter, and like I've seen like uh, some politicians okay. uh, saying things like, "We must take away your guns." That's as a part of, it. of this. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, never let a good crisis go to waste. Okay. Uh, so they are doing everything. In the, so let's 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 take this at at face value. All right. They are doing everything in their power to make us insane all of the time. Right. From time to time, it works. So you get a guy like this, whichever random shooter, pick a guy. So this happens, and it serves as a way to go, see, this is why you have to be ruled by us. You need to give up more of your liberties, your powers, so that we can keep you all safe. They they brought up the fact that he used an AR-15. You know the co- the yeah. common modern sporting rifle. Yeah. Well, and this and this goes back to what I've been saying about like we're actually on the edge of victory here. That's why they're going so nuts. Like they usually don't bo- they don't they don't scare the right wingers with the possibility of losing their guns because that puts them in opposition to the government. But now they're doing red flag laws left and right. They're they're making a health emergency in New Mexico so that they can tell you you're not allowed to have a gun in Albuquerque. Yeah. Like they're actually going after this stuff because we're close. So yeah, they're okay. they're going to use the main shooter as uh well, he's using an AR fifteen. You guys can't have these. You can't be trusted with these. Only we can be trusted with these. And just so everybody knows, that's that's five more than the AR ten. 
<laughs> it's five more. You can confuse people. <laughs> don't make it harder than it has to be. But if you, it, it if you have an AR-15 and don't have an AR-10, go get yourself an AR-10 as well. No, you just need to get an AR-5 to go along with your AR-10, and then you so put them together. So if I attach my AR-5 have, to my AR-10, if you it just, becomes an AR-15. Right, it's like a mecha gun. You just duct tape them together <laughs> and... I'm being facetious. Wait, yes. so can I take it apart like they did in Johnny Mnemonic and like I've got this rifle and I just take this off, this off, this off, this off. You're, now I've got a pistol. You're you're being facetious, but there's a YouTube channel that I follow and they do cursed gun images and it's weird stuff like that. <laughs> Is it like the uh, the the iconic? Uh, it's it's spread out on a bed, but it's just camera equipment in the shape of like. You know, what no. people commonly yeah. refer to as an assault rifle. Yeah. Nobody I mean, should own all this stuff. Right. And it's just yeah. like Nobody a camera and a tripod stuff. and, yeah. you know, stand and a no, bag. No, no. This, and- this is actual, like, the uh, the the Smith and Metheson guy. <laughs> <laughs> like these, it's a whole, you know, it's pe- like 10, 10 minutes periodic episodes of just the worst cobbled together firearms you've ever seen. Oh, God. You know, like, did someone actually try to fire this? Wow. You know. Who who would do this? But you see, does he's he perfectly a blo- good. Blooper reel? <laughs> does he, have a uh, he he runs like a little blooper reel at the end of the episode. Okay. Okay. That's all right. So, like this article was saying at the beginning of it, running for this Congress, is a, in Texas. A, it's a religious structure, and we mere it mortals is. can't be trusted with an AR-15. They're too powerful. We have to let the gods have the AR-15. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys. Hey Major. Um, well, let's see. Oh, you, at first you were talking about uh, cell ounces and, you know, grams and the metric system and whatnot. Yeah. And I got to thinking about that. Back when I first started smoking pot, there were still some old hippies selling lids. You know what a lid is? <laughs> How many joints are in a lid? Two. Two? Yeah, they roll big joints, man. Our judges say that's okay. They roll big joints, too. Ding, ding, ding. That's a take yeah, from well, they Chichi might Chong. roll them with big bamboos for a whole lid. Because you take a five-pound coffee can and you just kind of fold it a little bit and make a scoop out of it. Poke it into the garbage bag and dump it into the sandwich bag. And it usually ended up being an ounce, heavy ounce, you know, ounce and a quarter or so. Yeah. So they could have gotten a portion cup but went with a coffee can lid. Uh, Because it was common, right? Coffee can lids were everywhere. That's how you bought coffee. Very few people back in the day bought like whole beans and ground themselves. There was no espresso machines. There was it no. It was before the invention know. of the K cup. Yeah, well before. <laughs> it was a lot cheaper then too, so it didn't really bother the guy if he lost, you know. And more seating. I've got like three sets of measuring cups in my kitchen. I could easily find something instead of a coffee can. Well, you would have been a better drug dealer than most. Thank you. I appreciate that. I tried well, to be a drug investor, but my my salesman stole the money and ran. Sorry to hear they that. They will do that. Got to watch who you invest in. So what else, um, Major? Okay, now on the Kilroy. I remember Kilroy all the back way back to World War Two. Right. Yeah, and I I have always wondered the original origin of that. That's one of those things that's made me go hmm. Have you tried Uncle Google? Fortunately, fortunately, I have uh, a magic rectangle in front of me, and the magic rectangle, when I just typed in Kilroy was here, says, Kilroy was here is a meme long before the internet. Ooh. I'm, I'm adding long before the internet because I know okay. that it was a meme. It's basically a little drawing of a guy with a long nose that hangs over the edge of whatever he's looking at and has two little hands and then like a little head with like one squiggle of hair. Okay. Like Kill- Wilson from Home Improvement? A little bit, yeah, okay. except more cartoonish. All right. Kilroy was here is a meme that became popular during World War II, typically seen in graffiti. Its origin is debated, but the phrase and the distinctive accompanying doodle became associated with GIs in the 1940s. A bald-headed man with a prominent nose peeking over a wall with his fingers clutching the wall. So, there you have it. They still don't give you the origin. Damn it. Well, I mean, that was the first thing that popped up. Uh, The prehistory of Kilroy was here says, this is from Uh, thoughtco.com. It's like asking a stoner what the importance of 420 is. You're going to get so many answers. Oh, I thought that was a real specific one, that uh, it was the uh, the police code for drugs. 
Is it? That's yeah. my understanding too. That was what I heard was that okay. like it was, but it was although specifically, I have also heard that no, there was this massive raid that happened at four twenty in the morning. I, I heard it was specifically California police, maybe even as yeah. uh, narrowed down as like Los Angeles, for example. All right, like Los Angeles being a big area, but that was their uh, code for like yeah. So we've got a four twenty in progress uh, over on uh, the corner of blah blah and blah blah Street or whatever. Right, that's my understanding. However. There are many tales of the origin of 420. Not well, all of them are that. I mean, you got the magic rectangle. Can we see what the California police code for Let's drugs and Let's get Kilroy was here. You all also right. have a magic rectangle. You should yeah. cue that up while I'm going through this. All right, talk to the major. Where did the meme come from? Uh, 50 years... Hang on, hang on, major. 50 years before the invention of the internet, Kilroy was here, was a meme. Well, graffiti itself has been around for thousands of years, but the Kilroy drawing seems to have derived... From a similar graffito, Foo was here, popular amongst Australian servicemen during World War One. This was also a depiction of a big-nosed cartoon figure peering over a wall, but was not accompanied by any words. Around the same time Kilroy was popping up in unexpected places in the U.S., another doodle, Mr. Chad, was appearing in England. The Chad doodle may have derived from the Greek symbol for Omega, or it may have been a simplified adaptation of a circuit diagram. Whatever the case, it carried the same someone is watching connotation as Kilroy. At some point shortly before the outbreak of World War II, it seems Fu, Chad, and Kilroy merged their mimetic DNA and mutated into the classic Kilroy was here. So apparently Kilroy was here was, you know, uh, born of three different memes and they all sort of unified and became Kilroy during World War II. I like the Australian soldier one. I, th- I wonder what the FO stands for. Illegal use right. of drugs is 212. 212. Oh, as far as the uh, 420 thing? Right. They don't have one for 420. It was in Berkeley, California, and there was a, a college campus there, and there was a high school on the campus. And at 420, about half a dozen kids would go meet by this statue of I don't remember who the hell it was, but they'd go sit in because that was just after the school shut up before they went home. So they'd go puff a hippie stick under the statue, and horribly, that's the story I heard. That is one of the stories, yes. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.